Welcome to Ordinary Lives, where we hear about the extraordinary things happening in and through ordinary people. Hello, everyone. I'm Jeff DeBoer with another installment of Ordinary Lives, and I'm here this afternoon with Joel Hankins, who's a fourth-year student at Ferris State University, scheduled to graduate in the spring. We hope that goes as scheduled. He is studying digital animation and game design. Welcome, Joel, to Ordinary Lies. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm currently at Ferris State, studying game animation, uh, game design, and uh, yeah, just a little bit about me and how I got into mm -hmm. this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was always into art. I always loved stories, superheroes, comic books, video games, all that sort of stuff. But uh, long for a long time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. I always had the mind for it. But didn't necessarily know which you know area I wanted to really uh, settle in. And uh, one day my mom showed me the program. It was a it was a flyer or something from Ferris State. From Ferris State, yes, for their digital animation game design program. I said, yeah, yeah, let me check it out. Let me see what it's about. So I went onto the campus, saw some of the classes in real time, and you know that was it. I was like, this is this is a field for me. Okay, so before you ever saw that brochure, you had an interest in gaming. Oh, yeah. So let me tell you what I learned about gaming, because when I was young, I played sports gaming on yeah. a computer. So for all of you who are old enough to remember this, there's a whole series of games called Earl Weaver Baseball. You could create your own players. You could interact. I was the real champion at least a dozen times in Earl Weaver Baseball. I love that game, wow. but it's been a bit. And so if you think about gaming today, I just want to give a perspective on how many people are gaming across the world. If you think of the total number of people, it's estimated that 35% of all living, beating human beings in the world today play games, online games, digital games, at some point during a week. Yeah. That's incredible. It's, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, not this, it's not just some kid sitting in the basement. This is a major part of our reality. Oh, yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, that's that's the that's what a lot of people think, right? It's just a kid in the basement playing too many video games throughout the week. But all age ranges, from the youngest of, of people to the oldest, they're all playing games and in different aspects. Some people just on their phone will be playing something casual on, on a bus ride to and fro. Uh, other people will do it for money. They'll do streams and get paid off of playing games that other people have made. And some people are just purely, you know, hobbyists. And there's so many different, like, facets of it but yeah it's a it's a huge ever-expanding industry um from the consumer side and the uh, producer side so yeah mm -hmm. it's, it's very expansive so what were the first games that you really enjoyed that you can remember oh man <laughs> going, going back um you know there was always a lot of like nintendo back in the day like the nintendo 64 was oh, yeah. one of, like the, the core ones of me growing up uh you know you had like the mario party you know, i have a you know four siblings that so we would all be playing, you know, oh, yeah. racing games and stuff together. Um, also like the PlayStation like two era was uh, huge for me in my, my childhood. Um, games like a Kingdom Hearts, a game all about, you know, unlikely people banding together to fight things like darkness and uncanny friendship and things you wouldn't really uh, expect. Things like that really shaped me when I was younger. And uh, up until now, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. So what are the games that you enjoy now? I, we're going to get into just a moment. Yeah. Part of the reason we're talking is because I think you have an incredibly interesting insight on the future of gaming. And <laughs> you're actually involved in developing yes. some things that are sort of the future of gaming. 
but just in the present. Yeah. So if I were to ask you, I'm going to ask you, what are the games that you really enjoy now? What are they? Okay, yeah. Um, I would say, genre-wise, I love single-player campaign games. Um, essentially, you are playing a long-term campaign of following a character in a story that has a defined beginning and end. Uh, whereas there are other games where you just kind of hop into a match with a bunch of other people and then you right. fight and you know, see who wins and come out on top. I'm all about the story. You know, I always love going on a, a journey with a character and seeing how they grow and how they have different battles and, and how they um, deal with those struggles uh, because I think that's something people in real life do all the time. Um, and so to get more specific, one of my favorite games in recent time is, uh, is God of War. Um, it is a... Uh, this came out a couple of years ago, 2018, I believe. Um, it follows a man who was once um, a, a god of another realm, um, as the title implies, a god of war. Um, and his rage drove him uh, very heavily in the first couple installments of the, of the game. But in the most recent one, he's an older man trying to learn how to abandon his rage. And uh, he has a son. And the son in the game kind of represents a new hope, uh, of opportunity for him to turn a new leaf. Um, and throughout that whole game, he's just learned how to be a father, how to, you know, show mercy, how to be, you know, just more human in a lot of ways. And I think, you know, a story like that is something that a lot of people have struggled with, different rage and anger and uh, struggle to forgive themselves for things that they've done in the past. Um, so I think, uh, you know, as far as a very specific game, that one is a, very, is a big favorite of mine in recent mm -hmm. history. So it captures the human the human reality that people are always changing. And there's even a movement in the game from what you can identify is really frightening and terrible and dangerous and harmful to what is better, yeah. to what is um, um, more, what is beneficial to other characters, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That parallel between that game and the reality is what is attractive to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, completely. Um... Because at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people, there are certain people out there who will see, you know, made up characters like Spider-Man or this, and they don't care for them. They only like, you know, history books and things that really happen. But, you know, you have to remember that real people are making these characters, real people with real experiences, with real struggles. Um, so they're putting their own experiences into these fictional characters, people who maybe, you know, had a, a son recently um, and, you know, people like that worked on that game. Uh, people who try to balance an ordinary life with a professional life um, work on games like Spider-Man. Um, and so, you know, when you understand that, I think that's when you can really make that full 360 connection um, with this art form and these different metaphors and these fictional characters, but how you can apply those to your real life. Yeah. So what fascinates me about this is I think there's a perception by some of us who are a bit older <laughs> that gaming is primarily just a waste of time. Yeah. There's very little benefit to it. It really sucks a lot of energy that could be put into something more productive. And you're saying that's not necessarily true. Not at all. All right. So, so Joel, give us your best case. If you're talking to some dad whose son really loves gaming and he wants to not only spend time gaming, but wants to make it his pursuit in life, why that's not only okay, but actually beneficial for other people. Yeah. Well, to the dad specifically, the first point will be it's a billion dollar industry. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's the first. That's the first. Uh, point. So he can make money. He can make money. He can, yeah. you know, you can sustain your life. Uh, but yeah, outside of even just like making a career out of building games or even playing them, because 
many people are actually making uh, livelihoods off of playing games and, and streaming. But just even for the casual person who just wants to do them in their in their free time, uh, you know, th there's a lot of different aspects. And I try to tell these efficiently. One is just lessons, lessons that you can learn from games and and stories that um, sometimes it's hard to learn when it's real life. Like, have you ever been in a situation where you do like you make like a bad choice? You know, you do steps A, B, C, and D, and you know you see somebody else do those same things, and you're able to see like what they're doing wrong. You're mm -hmm. able to see like, oh, they shouldn't be going down that path, or like, oh, there's obvious ramifications for that. But when you're in that situation yourself, it's very hard for you to see those things. It's kind of like with video games, often you can learn different perspectives. And it's easier when you know you have different you know, creatures or characters, whether it's like stuffed animals as the main characters or something else, being able to see your own life situations or whatever they may be, but in another form can sometimes help you uh, learn and identify those within your own life, which is something that I can speak on, you know, personally has happened for me. Um, and, uh, it, you know, I, I think, uh, that's one of the biggest things is perspective games and the stories they tell help give people perspective, they help create communities. So many people have found different communities, have created friendships, real world friendships with people who have changed their lives for the better by bonding over games and, you know, doing different streams and whatever the case may be. Um, and, and yeah, I think, you know, those are some of the, the major points I would say. There's a lot about the the internal effects that it can have on you. And um, and not to mention, you know, just being able to escape. Sometimes you have a really long day, a hard day. You just want to go into a video game and, I don't know, beat up some people or something. Sure. <laughs> you know, just, you know, kind of, you know, let it out. Or just go into a very peaceful game where it's more about just exploration and just seeing this different world and environment that somebody's made. Um, you know, everybody needs a escape in some way, shape, or form. So it can also be that for you too. Okay, so let me pose the opposite question, and that is, <laughs> since you're an experienced gamer yeah. <laughs> with with a with a broad range of gaming uh, experiences, how would you counsel somebody, say the son in this scenario, the dad and the son? Um, how would you counsel some young person who says? You know, I'm really worried that this is taking over my life because that's a big fear of an older generation yeah. that this is too much. And I'm not saying it's only about gaming. So it could be about playing soccer. It yeah. could be about any particular thing that becomes the big thing. Yeah. Everything rotates around that. That yeah. is unhealthy. Mm -hmm. It really starts to challenge our sense of who we are yeah. and where we are in the big picture of God's world. So how would you know if this interest in this particular thing, which yeah. can be really good, yeah. becomes unhealthy? I mean, it's it's like any anything, you know, too much of a good thing, you know, turns bad. And, you know, I think I could definitely speak on a time in my own life where I was not doing, you know, my homework and, um, you know, the things I should be doing and playing games instead. But I could say very easily it wasn't so much the video games themselves that were drawing me away. They were just something that gave me comfort at that time when my, you know, bigger portions of my life were you know, unstable, or I just felt kind of like a fish out of water, and they were a, a place of calm. And, you know, ultimately, that did result in me not spending time doing things I should be doing, like, you know, homework and things. This is before affairs. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, sure. and, and, you know, doing other responsibilities. But often, I would say, like, there's probably something bigger and deeper going on than just, you know, this hobby. And don't get me wrong, there have definitely been times where a certain week, my a new game comes out, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a little irresponsible this week, you know, and, um, 
but yeah, I think oftentimes, you know, I, I think, you know, we are complex, you know, people and I think nothing is really ever like so simple as, you know, why am I spending all my time doing this one thing and, you know, I can't seem to, you know, take my job seriously or take you know, mm. school seriously or even just relationships seriously. Like, why do, why do I keep going to this thing? And it might just be, you know, it brings peace to you. Mm. And that's something that you need maybe more of. And maybe uh, kind of flip that towards all the things that you're uh, uh, shunning and say, how can I bring a new level of peace or, or whatever this thing, whatever, whether it's video games or, it's, you know, just like cooking or whatever the case may be. Uh, what is this providing me and how can I get more of that out of these other things? Yeah. yeah. What I hear you saying, um, Joel, is something that um, I've been reflecting on, not only in terms of avocations that, is, that are sort of the escapes in life. Yeah. So for me, it could be biking. Yeah. It could be um, working in my shop. Yeah. Right. When those things become the things that bring me meaning. And they're not just a reflection of who I am before the face of my creator, but they become the things that matter most to me. That's when I know something is wrong. Yeah. 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 Very much so. Um, yeah. And like for me personally, you know, there was even a time where just I was becoming a bit of a, of a workaholic and just, the, you know, for, for school specifically and just spending way too much time uh, doing that and neglecting other aspects. And some people will like look at that and say, Oh yeah, you're accomplishing all these things, you know, in school and stuff. And like, you know, that's you know that has value in this world, and that's what you're supposed to do. But you know, they don't really see like the internal you know battles. And I'm not really spending like any time just you know just releasing and just sitting down and uh, watching a movie or you know getting on the phone and talking to a friend or some of those other balances that um you know you, you need in life. And I think that's the the key thing is you you definitely need that that balance mm -hmm. in, in all things and. You know, some people might not realize, but yeah, like, you know, even if you're being productive, sometimes you're, you're being too productive. You need sure. to take a step away. Yeah. And uh, yeah, video games can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I would tell you as a pastor who spends a lot of hours doing pastor work yeah. that my tendency would be not to do any of that yeah. because I'm finding my meeting in my work. Yeah. That's a huge temptation. It's a different way of expressing that, but it's a similar sort of temptation yeah. that instead of going to an avocation, I go to my vocation. Yeah. And as long as I'm performing well, people are liking what I'm doing. I say, Oh, look at me. I'm great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so similar kind of thing, different, uh, different area. Yeah. So I'm interested really in what you're doing right now. So you're in your last year um, yeah. And we really became uh, interested in this podcast over the question of a project you're working on. Yep. And so <laughs> our listeners would love to hear what that project is. Yeah. Okay. So it's a you know a student project by the name of uh, Dreams. I'm working on it with uh, six other people, um, who I will uh, shout out at, at a later <laughs> point. You oh, you can you can do it now. Yeah. Okay. So it's me, Joel Hankins. You have a uh, Jacob uh, Fazekas. Uh, Cassidy uh, Mishowitz, you have Nick Bergman, Alex Gockel, Kyle Tinker, and Jackson Wynn. Very nice. <laughs> Originally planned to have my phone out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just you, you, no one else can see this, but there's no phone. Yeah, that was that was genuine heart appreciation. No prompt required. Yeah. Um, no, because I really do appreciate um, all their their help on it. Um, but yeah, so as far as the project. Uh, dreams. It is a, a bit of a of a brainchild of mine. Uh, characters I've worked on for some time now, but in this game, you're following a character by the name of James Hart, who is a unproven hero. 
he's someone who always dreams of being a hero but has had many failed attempts um, in, in the past. And ultimately what happens is, is he's put into a situation where no other heroes are available to save the day. In fact, the greatest hero of this world, kind of think of like that typical kind of like Superman type figure, mm -hmm. the guy who always saves the day is faster than speeding bullet. You know, he's indisposed, he's beaten. And the only other person that can respond to this call is this character with uh, really bad anxiety and a lot of fear from, uh, from past uh, mistakes. And so he has to go on this journey to not only stop this villain, but also overcome these anxieties and fears, um, as well as just finding you know that confidence in himself and knowing that he's, he's making a difference. Yeah. Hmm. And so why is that particular story so attractive to you? I mean, you could have literally a million other stories. Why that one? I think a lot of it's, you know, personal. I'm someone who struggles with anxiety, you know, really badly and, and new situations and things will, you know, flare that up inside of me. Um, but it's, you know, also just throughout my life, I've learned like, you know, I'm particularly hard on myself, right? I'm definitely my worst critic. Uh, but, you know, I've definitely learned over the years, like, you know, you have to be kind to yourself. You have to learn how to forgive yourself for, for mistakes and things you've done. And also learn how to, you know, learn from those mistakes because we are in no way just like static human beings. We have the ability to grow and change. And that's what, you know, a lot of the stories trying to facilitate is that, yeah, you can make mistakes, but, you know, even like failures aren't really failures if you take the time to analyze them and learn from them and see what you can do differently the next time and how you can improve. And that's just has been a huge theme in the past couple of years of my life and just trying to work towards just a better version of, of myself, uh, you know, one day at a time, slowly but surely. So it's, it's a very uh, near and dear theme mm -hmm. to me. It's autobiographical in many ways. <laughs> in, in, in many ways, like the, the character's initials even share mine. So, <laughs> so that's a little Easter egg for there everybody you go. listening. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's a very human uh, thing though that we have a hard time forgiving ourselves and, and others. And uh, a lot of people think that they can't change or they can't grow. And, you know, we all know that like, the path of growth is a hard one inherently because you're going to go to new places that you've never been. So no matter what, it's always going to be tougher than where you are. And there's a lot of comfort in, in staying where you are. But I think there's much better things when you take that journey and you know go through those hardships. Then you can look back and say like, you know, I'm glad I took this journey. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, that, that's super important for us as people to know. Mm -hmm. Yes. It sounds like your game is based on a very important premise and then there's, there's meaning to this. Yeah. I mean, I remember playing Earl Weaver baseball and you win the world series 12 times in a row yeah. and that's really all there is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was living a little bit, um, through the characters, mm -hmm. like I played baseball, but I wasn't the best ball, baseball player. So mm -hmm. to succeed was very important to me. Yeah. This has deeper meaning though. And that is, this is not just about winning the World Series. This is about growth and development that's possible yes. and encouraged. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, completely. Um, throughout the whole game, the, the dialogue and everything, I wanted to make it very clear that, you know, this character, even though he's capable of quite, you know, extraordinary physical feats, like nobody in the real world will be able to do what he's doing. You know, he's dodging turret fire and stuff and you're using different abilities. And yet, you know, he's still so unsure of himself. He still has had many failures in his past, you know, stopped to, or failed to stop, you know, armed robberies and things on such a small scale. And now he's tasked with saving the world. 
and you know he couldn't even handle the smaller things in life and now life is thrusting this huge responsibility onto him which is another thing in life sometimes things just get thrust upon us we don't have time to prepare we don't really you know, have a game plan for how we're going to do it but we just have to be willing to just let ourselves learn and to be able to take the time to you know become acclimated to whatever the new situation is and just be you know very kind to ourselves in, in that way um but yeah so, so a lot of these themes are based on things in my personal life things i've seen like other people you know i'm a, I'm a people watcher right I, I like i'm the person who goes to like you know a, a a public event i'm just like in the corner just kind of watching <laughs> you know, analyzing uh i've always been that way and so I always find, you know, different people's personalities, you know, types and things very interesting and seeing like, how can I take those experiences from my own life and instill into this character as well as, you know, the villain and how can I create like an interesting but kind of real dynamic of what really drives people to do the things they do from a really, you know, honest, you know, human place. So this is the part that I find incredibly fascinating. And that is your game is about, at its core, moral development. Yeah. You're (laughs) looking for growth and for change, which is such a, it's it's really most of us would recognize that as just a human thing yeah but it's a very divine thing yeah that there's a better morality that we're called to Completely. and we are encouraged to continue to grow day after day after day after yes. day i mean that's that's fascinating to me that is so different than or weaver baseball and that <laughs> there's no moral development yeah. you are not involved you just want to win that's it yeah, and you know, I, I, you know, I would say I, I would have to give credit to my upbringing. You know, I came up in, you know, in the church and a lot of these different, you know, morals and, you know, stories of, of different, uh, you know, people within the Bible having to go on these journeys. People, you know, chosen, you know, by God, right? the creator of everything, you know, chooses a, a flawed person, you know, to do some great task. And before they're just a shepherd or, you know, or, or yeah. even a slave, but, you know, called to do something very grand. And they're like, well, I have no concept of how to do this and along the way they make mistakes some of the stories end very well some of them you know have to make you know sacrifices and it don't end so much so but i think there's a very wide spectrum and you can gather a lot of context and, and learn a lot from that just you know people you know in general and also apply those things to your to your own life and that's one thing i really like about a lot of those stories is that you know at their core they are about you know moral development and these kind of like just core things you know forgiveness and, you know, those lessons are timeless. You know, when you break them down, yeah, we might not be walking around like donkeys and sheep and stuff mm-hmm. the same way that we were back then. But, but the core of these stories and the themes will always be applicable. And so I think, you know, a lot of that is, um, you know, will be pretty prevalent in this character. But, yeah, again, it's also, you know, people I've seen just in my day-to-day life, you know, people, you know, close friends or people kind of distant, just, you know, having all these different perspectives. And you might see, you know, like, you know, in the media, and uh and also other video games you know going you know throughout the years and you know because yes the stories weren't always this deep or impactful (laughs) as you said uh they've definitely developed you know over the years um and you know so it it is you know interesting to like see those stories do you see that as a trend in the future of video gaming i know there's various genres i mean maybe half a dozen or so i mean sports are just one of them yeah so do you see this as an area of growth and development in video gaming? The story that has inherent the idea of development and growth? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say, like, if you even look at the past, I would say, like, past three years, some of the best, you know, most highly rated games, most raved about, the most sold, were games that had a character at the center of the story 
and you know all these events happening around them, how they had to grow and go on these you know individual journeys. Um, so it's it's definitely here to stay. I know some people think you know more of the games where you just you know you all go into like a single area and you're all like shooting. And I don't know. know. <laughs> the last one, you know, like I, I think those games are going to be always be around because we as people also have a competitive nature yeah. as well. But I think we as people also love stories. Like in every you know area, whether it's you know books or, or movies or even songs, like mm-hmm. we we love our stories. Uh, we, we love the tales of journeys or of heroes and villains who, who rise and fall and you know struggle because ultimately on a smaller scale we're just like these characters who have struggles and goals and you know walls blocking us from those you know, goals. So yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere, and I think it's definitely you know on the rise you know more than ever now. So your project specifically, yeah. so you're doing this for school. Yeah. Um, you'll have it finished by the end of your term, which comes next spring. Yeah. And then what would be the big dream with this project? <laughs> I mean, just dream a little with me. What yeah. if, if your dream comes true, what would that be? Oh, man. Uh, so first, we actually only have till December. <laughs> so let, 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 let's let, let's uh, throw that out there. Um, so you should actually be working right now. Yeah, I should, game be, I should not be here. <laughs> no, um, uh no, yeah, like I said, balance, you know, I don't want to work myself too hard, but, but yeah, um, so yeah, for slated for this December, uh, I believe December 10th is when we're going to be doing the presentation, um, but yeah, as far as, as the dream, much like the, the name of the game, um, I, w- I would love to keep working on this game, I think, um, you know, with a team of just seven people, you know, we had to bring in the scope, you know, originally we wanted, you know, certain, you know, more things within the game, you know, as always, you always want to go bigger and better, but, you know, it's very important to understand what you can accomplish in the time you're given. So my dream would be to be able to keep working on this and add those other uh, flares and things that we wanted inside the game, um, you know, maybe a more grandiose, you know, boss battles and things like that. Um, but even past that, I would just love to, you know, one day, like, repitch this idea or show this to, to a developer and they, like, give us, like, a green light and say, hey, like, we love what you guys did here with just a team. Like, you know, what about doing it with a bigger team and, and a budget, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Because uh, we're all students balancing other cl- classes, you know, jobs, and, you know, any other responsibilities we may have. And the fact is that, you know, there's a difference between, you know, doing it at this point and then we can work on it 40 hours a week and getting paid for it and can sustain your life, you know, off of it. And just being able to dedicate more, you know, of a sectioned off part of your uh, a life towards it. So you know, I would love to, you know, make a full-fledged game. This is a, it's a limited, but a, a full experience. You know, we wanted it to be, you know, short and, you know, quick as far as our scope, but also be very potent. You know, we don't want you to walk away if, like, you didn't get the whole story. Um, I would love to make it much longer. You know, a lot of story games will be 20 30 hours just like the main storyline uh dream wise i would love that a full exploration of this character of this world uh you know it's a very kind of specific setting you're in like a sort of like a tony stark sort of tower like a a sci-fi tower that's a nexus of different research and you're going through these levels trying to ascend to the final villain but i would love to explore a whole city you know of of, of content so yeah it mostly just do it bigger and better and and to let it reach more people. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's a message, you know, worth letting a lot of people hear. Right. So one last question for you. Yes. This time has gone by incredibly quickly. Oh, yeah. And I really appreciate <laughs> your time thinking about this with me. So let's think about your future. 
So you graduate in the spring. Yeah. You're probably not going to find someone to fund this project at 40 hours <laughs> <Yeah>. a week. <laughs> not likely. So what does that look like for you? Yeah, um, a lot of applications. <laughs> um, yeah, so one thing I have to do before I officially graduate is an internship, um, which is going to be you know next semester. But since the game is going to be completed this semester, the goal is to get it finished, add it all to my portfolio. You know, I'm the project leader. Uh, so, you know, put all that on my resume, you know, it's going to be super you know, official <laughs> and impressive. But, uh, you know, find um, a location that I can internship at and say, hey, you know, I'm a character artist. I love characters. I like you know, making the story. And these are all the things I've done. You know, find a, a location that will take me on. And, uh, you know, it's not uncommon to get hired in after your internship in this industry. So, if you know, that would be a very ideal you know situation. Or, you know, I've been in Grand Rapids all my life. So, you know, maybe go to another city. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, if the, you know, if the offer's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Joel, I want to thank you for coming on and talking yeah. to us for a little bit. I think some of the listeners uh, will not be familiar with gaming. Some of them will. Yeah. But whether you have been or you haven't been, yeah. this is just a delightful conversation because it reminds me of the fact that there are really incredible things that are happening yeah. every day yeah. in really ordinary ways. And the development of those areas, like gaming of all things, yeah. is a reflection of the fact we live in a world that is big and wonderful and beautiful. Completely. So thank you. And look forward to hearing someday. I don't know. Do you get like? Is there a cover for for uh, gamers? Like, when do you hit it big? <laughs> How do you know when you hit it big? You you hit it big when you know different companies, you know, on YouTube and stuff like. Hey, you gotta play this game. You gotta check out this, and people are raving about it. You, know, you got ratings and stuff, and different you know news outlets are, are are talking about it. There's a whole community for all that sort of stuff. Right. So you'll you'll know. <laughs> okay. We look forward to the day when we know. You've hit yeah. it fake. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> Thank you. Bye for now, everyone.